Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. Okay, welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. Steve, I'm here with Barrett. Hey there, Steve. We're at it again, co-op chat time. Woohoo! I know. This is always a fun time. I love these chats. This Agreed. is the first time joining. We cover a bit of news, and then we do a discussion topic. And this is kind of a free-form open chat, so ask any questions you want. Honestly, even if they're not related, it's fine. So we're just here to have some fun. Hang out. Yeah, we may have a topic, but, you know, we may go off topic, and that's totally fine. As no. long as we're all having fun. We don't go off topic, do we, Barrett? Never, never. <laughs> never. never. <laughs> so. We already covered eight topics off topic for what when we're on topic. <laughs> so true. Is that even a topic? <laughs> but first, I'd like to thank our Patreon supporters for this week. I'd like to thank Nihar Nalkani, co-op lover, Eric Wanning, co-op fan, and Jordan Burnett, co-op lover. Thanks to you and everyone else who helps support the one-stop co-op shop. Discussion topic, we're talking about AI in board games. That's what we're doing. Yes. So, yeah, because we play co-ops, of course. You know, there's always us versus the game. So every game in the co-op and solo world has some type of AI, I would mm-hmm. say. Uh, Whether so, it be like a timer or an actual something that's trying to thwart your plans or even going against you. It seems to always be something in some kind of co-op game because otherwise you have like infinite resources and infinite ability to do whatever you want really i mean and of course your resources are finite and they're attempting to take them usually it's the big rule how ai works well i mean the other way to do too is like a beat your score type game right which a lot of things do and honestly i'm just not a fan of that (laughs) it's just like oh i got five Mm -hmm. points this time i got 12 points this time cool you know like i it's not motivation for me to like achieve some level of victory like, I know some games like um, City Skylines, that's victory point as well, but they have different, um, hey, at this level, you win the game. At this level, right. it's like, you did an awesome job. And so that helps a little bit. I know it's kind of dumb. Like, you probably make it yourself, say this is a good way of winning. Um, I need at least that for my victory points. But yeah, that's an, that's another way of uh, avoiding the AI. But generally, I love AIs and games. I am always interested in how they implement those. Mm-hmm. And so, got some comments before the chat, which was awesome. Uh, so let me let me go to those real quick. Talk about the favorite AIs. So Kevin says, uh, he says Gloomhaven, Red Rising, Bonfire, and Imperium. While Gloomhaven is a bit beefier, the other AIs are pretty easy to follow. So it's some of his favorites. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, AIs all have something to do and a way to implement them. For example, Gloomhaven. Um, I think we kind of touched on this in the dungeon crawling aspect. Their AI system is that uh, random, but potential to, but since there's only a limited amount of cards, you have the potential to kind of at least move around that because there's only like four, five to six cards per enemy usually. And you have a pretty good chance of knowing what this enemy is planning to do. Where when we were talking about Sword and Sorcery and Madara, those you knew what they were going to do. They have it right. set up and it becomes more of a puzzle for you as opposed to just a flat out. Hope this works, which I have a tendency to enjoy more. Yeah, let's. Um, I know I wanted to catch one more comment real quick, and I want to dive into that. So I know also before the chat, we got successful geek mention. Uh, I don't think the AI in Outer Rim is groundbreaking or anything, but I do like it as it is simple and it works well. So that's another one. That is one I've not tried yet. 
So I uh, I do want to try that out sometime. Oh yeah, here's a uh, pumpkin head. So beat your own score can be okay if you really enjoyed the game mechanics, but it just feels short lived. Yeah, totally agree with you there. Totally agree. Okay, so that's all the comments I want to catch on um, catch up on real quick. But yeah, for the for the AI systems, I definitely want to focus on Gloomhaven and Madara, uh, and and Sword and Sorcery. I think those are some of the main AIs people want to hear us talk about for sure. And I think you were talking about too, Baron. Like or like Gloomhaven. A lot of these games say, "Hey, find the nearest enemy and and move towards him, right? And then attack mm -hmm. with this this thing, or move move within range and attack in range, right?" Uh, and for Gloomhaven, the nice thing about it is it's it's secret, so you don't know what's going on, like yeah. you were just talking about, right? And so in sorcery and, and Madara, you see the AI card right there, you know exactly what they're going to do, and this provides an interesting talking point, I think. Um, oh yeah. Uh, Pumpkin's already calling me out. No Gears Love? No, absolutely. We're going to talk about Gears of War for sure. Because uh, Gears of War also falls underneath the the uh, Gloomhaven one, where you don't know what's going on exactly. Mm -hmm. But actually, I think Gears of, Lo Gears of War is a phenomenal game for AI. I was trying to find some good p images for it, but I had trouble finding it online. So, but anyway. I would it's old. Because it. it's old. It's old, yeah. I Unfortunately, I don't think it was well-received when it was launched. Uh, and it was I ahead can, of its time. That's what I, I feel like. I yep. feel like it was. It's kind of like anything Sega ever put out. It was usually ahead of its time. And then Nintendo would do it a year later, and it'd be like the new norm. Oh yeah, Pumpkin says uh, Bloodborne AI was pretty good, but also fall, uh, follows in the Gloomhaven like AI. Yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. when it's when it's secret, it's nice because you you it tends to put the focus on the players because like I don't know what they're doing. I have some idea. I can take a guess at what they're doing, but I know exactly. So, like, you're focused on what you can do. Um, as opposed to, like, Madara right. and Sword and Sorcery, you know exactly what they're doing. So that becomes part of the puzzle. And I'm with you, Baron. I think I like that better for me. Mm -hmm. I, I do like the surprise. But, like, it's really fun to say, hey, I have to be here. You have to be there to really make this best the best event for us. Yeah. And, of course, even when that happens, it's still... And once once you've gotten to the best of the best, there's still a die roll or still a card flip, and you see what happens. And all exactly. of a sudden, next thing you know, you got a KO'd character. And you're like, wow, that was something. Exactly. But and yeah. I think a lot of these games, some of my favorite ones, they all have a range indicator saying like, hey, if you're at range zero or range one, two, or three, do these things, right? Or or head for these characters or whatever. I know a lot of games do this, and I understand why because it makes it simple. But one of the biggest things I look for for AI is, is it not just move towards the closest hero? They do something. Yeah. Right? Because, and, uh, when, like, we played Heroclix. And in Heroclix, yes. back in the day, you had, like, a frontline unit of superheroes. And you had some backline support, like, your healers in the back. And so you always want to make sure you got some space to protect them, right? But if I'm playing against an opponent, a real opponent, and I see they got, like, a healer back there that's going to keep their big guys strong all the time... I'm not gonna weigh on the big guy. I'm gonna go for the healer. Try to take to take out the support. And so, like any games that doesn't go after the nearest ones, on occasion is, is, is a big plus for me. Uh, Chris says KDM's method is super stressful and suspenseful. That's true. It's another card flip, but a lot of the times the monster, uh, what you're going against, you have an idea of its tactics, and so a lot of its cards are based on its tactics. For example, the White Lion. Well. A lot of them are grab the character and run away because he wants to single out his prey where you've got the butcher, which is move as close as many people as you can and swing and hack and destroy, which is pretty cool. The 
other cool thing about KDM, which I mean, it's probably been resounded on a thousand different levels, is the fact that that deck gets smaller, so you're able to more anticipate what the monster's doing because you've been fighting it for over and over. So you're kind of getting to that point where it's like, all right, in the battle we've been doing this. Okay, he always does like the leads. He always does like a jab. Okay, good. I know that jab's probably coming. Even though there's two other cards, he's either going to jab or he's going to kick or he's going to bite. But we've been we've gotten rid of the suplex throw or something. I mean, I'm just making up words. These aren't actually people in the game. Maybe if you're fighting Hulk Hogan, they might be doing these, but he's not in the game. Uh, it's, so it's, <laughs> it is kind of cool that you eventually get to that point. Um, to touch on your point with the uh, idea of like, for example, the other than just move and attack, I think that's one of the reasons that Madar hit real good with me is because a lot of them have like a, it starts like, oh, well, if you, uh, is there another opponent within range four? Yeah. Then cast barrier on your friend or something. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Now we go on to the next thing. And there's actually more than one step. We're usually happening in some of those fights, which I think is kind of cool. Um, now, of course, on the flip side, people sometimes look for, AI that's just quick, fast, done. I right. mean, they don't want this huge like amount of stuff. I know Mage Knight more of a, is more of a timer, but that's that three card flip. Does he have any crystals? Yes, he does. Flip another card, boom, AI done. And it and it's not, I guess, technically an AI. It's more of a timer, but still, you have to have those in games, otherwise, you're not gonna know what you're doing. I mean, I just did a playthrough of Alien. Talk about a fast AI system. It really wasn't an AI. It wasn't an AI system because you're just flipping cards and doing what they say. But I mean. Getting if you can find things that are fast like that, that's another thing people kind of gravitate towards if they're interested in doing more. Like, oh, for a good example would be Chronicles of Drunagor, that Kyle and I are playing. It's like, okay, you have this track. Now it's a preset track, which is a good and bad thing. You know when you're going, um, and then once it's the enemy's turn, the enemy has a already written on their card. Like you said, might not be up your alley because it's like move to this. It's always move towards the person with the highest health and then attack. Boom. That thing's done. There's no dice rolls or nothing. It moves four squares. It attacks. You do take eight damage. What are you going to do about it? And then you as a character have to figure it out. So it's focusing more on my character as opposed to trying like instead of having that 10 minute AI extravaganza, which sometimes can take people out of the game. Like, sure. Oh my gosh, let's not talk about Imperial assault. When you want to talk about an AI that's out of control, <laughs> Ooh, that could take a half hour just to figure out what those guys are doing. Then it's like, okay, now it's my turn. Da -da -da done. All right, let's see what the AI does. I think half that's key. Later. I mean, I, I don't think anybody wants to spend a long time managing the AI in the game. I think that's right. But, but like, at least for me, if I'm going to spend a long time managing the AI, I want it to be beneficial to me. I want it to be some information to me. So like, so in Sorcerer Madar, you're marching through these these long, not super long, but it takes a while to like make sure you know what they're doing, when they're moving, right? But this is impactful to my decisions, right? I'm making, I'm reading that before I make my move. So it is, it's part of my strategy and planning as opposed to flipping a card, I don't know what's going on and then spending 10 minutes running through it, which is like Imperial Assault, right? Because yeah. I don't know where they're going to go. I right. flip the card, they move, they shoot, they move again, and I'm, there's no way of me to respond in the middle of that or plan to, yeah. with that information. Exactly. They're talking about Aeon Trespass as well in the comments section, which you'll never guess who has all of that coming. So you'll be <laughs> seeing that game when it actually hits. But yes, same, similar system to KDM, but almost in the reverse fashion. Instead of getting, instead of you becoming less powerful and the monster becoming weaker and bloodied, it's uh, from what I understand, that thing ramps in the other direction where it's your characters are fighting more desperately and the monster is fighting more desperately. And there's more damage being done. There's more chance for death in that respect. So 
It's going to be, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one. But again, that AI system I've heard is very similar to the way KDM does theirs. So we shall see. Um, I even might have Colin playing that game with me because <laughs> he's been wanting to play KDM, but the, just the graphic nature of it a little bit too, he's not into that kind of graphic, graphic d- design when it comes to monsters and games. So he's waiting for a game that has that same feel, but just in a different theme. And I think this theme is going to be really good for him. Cool. And I'm going to play it too. <laughs> so Chris has an interesting point that's probably mm. worth talking about. It says, anything with a million keywords is often a bummer. Chip theory games are Batman come to mind. Have to, having to cross-reference all the time can really suck you out of the theme. Uh, which is true. Like, if if it's not mm-hmm. spelled out or, like, what's this keyword do? And you've been playing Legendary recently, Baron, and I know yes, that I is... Have. That's one of my cons for that game. It's just and actually, we played it last night, and we ran into that con pretty pretty hard. I was I was actually messaging Steve like three or four times. What are we doing with it? Like I had to like get like how to do stuff because I, for those that don't know, we did a thing about Marvel last week, and then I was excited for this Legendary game. So Colin let me borrow his Legendary game. Well, I had a friend come over yesterday, so we we're gonna play. I was like, let's try Legendary. So. I gave him every card that Colin has. He has a lot of cards. He has a lot of different expansions and things, probably almost all of them. And so I said, "What? who do you want to fight? He's like, I don't know. Well, Apocalypse looks pretty cool. Okay, we'll grab We have no idea what we're grabbing. We'll grab Apocalypse. Okay, well, what should we fight against? We'll fight against the Four Horsemen, of course. Then we'll fight against this one and this one. We put all, all this stuff together in the deck. And the next thing, he's like, oh, what superhero do you want to do? Oh, we'll do, I like Thor. I'll grab a Thor. Okay, I like Rogue. Grab Rogue. So we put all these things together. Yeah, it became Keyword City. And I'm sitting there on my phone and all these things. I don't have these memorized. I'm just like, uh. <laughs> so we long story longer we decided to uh just go to the base box read the instruction goes for your first game play these guys and what a surprise we had a great time there were not a lot of keywords we had to deal with so <laughs> yes those can bog you down um you will notice in my collection back here i do not have anything from too many bones i actually used to own all of it i got rid of it almost because <gasps> of that one of those i know who who am I? What? How do you have too many bones? No, actually, I played a ton of too many bones, and I totally it it just it to me it wasn't challenging, and it yes it bogged down every time we we're playing. It just always mm-hmm. we seem to be in a slog fest of some kind, and nobody's really having any fun. So we really got rid of that game because of that. So yes, as they're saying, sometimes keywords can bog down a game and make the things trudge on and on. Yeah, it's tough because keywords can help if if you are if you do a good job like laying out your design space so the keywords are are minimal but clear and concise, right? Mm-hmm. If you, you have the memories, it can make the game run smoother. But when you have a yeah. lot of them, because like I, the problem with legendary, it's been supported going on for nine years, yeah. and it's gonna be next year's gonna be ten years, and it looks like they're not stopping anytime soon. And so that's at, with all that time, you just got so many mechanics to deal with and things to figure out. So. Yeah, and so that one does bog down a little bit with the AI. I don't know if I don't know if I would say I don't think Legendary has an AI. I would say necessarily just like mechanics you no. have to deal with. No, it's just the it's just the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about AIs. Like I like the ones that will attack the the rear end. There or the rear end. <laughs> the 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 not the front line, right? Necessarily go behind behind and take out some of the support or range characters, for example. Um, that's definitely a key for me. I love seeing that. I also like it when they're they have behaviors unique to the characters, of course, like Madara and Gloomhaven. They all tend to have this type of stuff. But the other way of doing it, and I'll talk about this game because we don't think we've talked about this game on the channel much at all, is uh, Tiny Epic Pirates. Um, we haven't talked about any Tiny Epic because you're the only person that plays them. I think. <laughs> Fair enough. So Tiny Epic Pirates <laughs> has a 
it, it's a it's an awesome adventure game. I, hard to get. I bet it is. Oh yeah, it's great. It's it's abstracted and stuff, but it's fun. I really enjoyed it. And plus, you can become a ghost ghost pirate. Who doesn't want to be that? So, but um, the AI in that game is really cool because you grab a pirate and then you grab a behavior for the pirate. So you could be like Blackbeard and and uh, aggressive, or Blackbeard and uh, greedy or something like that, right? And you put these two cards together, and the combination of that card creates a new AI structure to play against. And games that uh, can manage that are fantastic. I love seeing like, hey. What, what happens if I I have this AI with with this other behavior and how is that going to affect my gameplay now when I when I approach it? So Pumpkinhead's cracking me up. No miniatures out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> he says Barrett doesn't have it because it doesn't have any minis. <laughs> well, it has minis in it. Oh, we'll see. Maybe I have to pick it up now. Yeah, it's pay a couple chips. minis and go to town. I got a picture up there. Oh, this way, up in the corner there, you can see little miniature chips. So. Oh yeah, I see them. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but yes, they, they, um, I'm trying to think of other games that do something similar to that, where you can get a character or an enemy and then give it a AI system based on another set of, I mean, a lot of the modular deck systems kind of do something similar to that at certain, certain games. Um, I can't really think off the top of my head. I know that the sad thing is I wish, I'm sure chat's about to bring one up. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head though. I know I've probably got one back here. That does that. There's not that many that do that, that at least give a behavior. A lot of times you can, like, add things to a bad guy. Um, like yeah. Marvel uh, Champions, of course, is a good choice. We're like, hey, I'm playing against a rhino, and I want to give him Volt, uh, um, Green Goblin's weapons, right? And so now mm -hmm. he'll, like, ride a glider, which is hilarious. Think of rhino riding a glider. <laughs> that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, that's cool. But, like, it doesn't necessarily change his behavior. He's still doing the same thing, so... Yeah, so successful. He's talking about the uh, the uh, the cargo cubes, which is really cool because, like, in the game, when you get resources, you actually put the cubes on the ships. It's kind of cool, though. I will say it is pretty. It's tiny, so like it, it's kind of awkward to get them in there sometimes. But um, sure. Now, would you consider an AI system like the board itself, for example, um, like with like cards that are affecting the board? Would, they, would that just be because, like, for example, I'm now moving into something like Nemesis, where as you're playing this game, you're exploring the board, you're not knowing where it is, but then you're drawing these tokens out of bags and cards and stuff that are all obviously attempting to destroy you. Is that, mm -hmm. would you consider all an AI system or would you just consider that kind of a mechanic systems? Probably more mechanic system because it's not, to me, AI system responds to what yeah. the players are doing, right? That makes perfect sense. Of course, that makes perfect sense. Because I was trying to think of other games that kind of respond... Because then you've got these like whole Arkham horrors where you're reacting, but then again, that's not an AI system. That's more like you're reacting to what's the what the board and game is doing to you, like even the LCGs and things. Right, because those aren't like, hey, if I play this card, the AI is going to do something else. It doesn't care. It just yeah. does, does whatever it's going to do. Right. It's, so. Yeah, I think you're really going to find AIs more in dungeon crawlers and things than almost any other. Game. I think that's the genre that really brings this to light because you have such a vast amount of stuff going on that it needs to track all the things that are going on and give you something that's to do about it. And I mean, that's, I think more where, I mean, that's why there's always been until recently dungeon masters or a one right. versus many concept like dungeon saga, which those that know, I'm not a huge fan of that game. I played a little bit of that game. That game went out the window real fast, mainly because of that, just that one versus many. And then I just had to keep looking and looking and finally found myth as my one that had a great 
and had the AI system I was looking for where all four of us could play together. And then I, and then the genre started developing and you could Gloomhaven, you're getting um, hundreds and hundreds, oh, I shouldn't say hundreds, but lots of dungeon crawlers, most of them pretty good, that now are all going off AI systems of some kind, whether it be a card or reacting to what you're doing, like you're saying. So Successful Geek is laying down the groundwork that I, I think I want to definitely like get closer to talking about here, uh, more sure. specifically. So I think AI would need to have priority type system, saying like, if X, then Y, else if A, then B, else Q, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Completely agree. I, I think that has to be part of it. Um, I like, pers and personally, I like it when it's really involved. Like, I think, mm -hmm. I keep coming back to Madara and so on and so forth, because I think those are two fantastic AI systems, where it's like, it feels like they all have different different themes and how the enemy's gonna react and it's it's involved too, right? That what what they're gonna what they're gonna do. Right. I'm actually gonna be returning to Madara here coming this week. Ooh, nice. Yep. I I had to do this I had Will over Hungry Gamer do the side quest for us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna post this video pretty soon and then uh but I'm just gonna post it as a link and you can go over to his channel, watch it and see what happened, not gonna spoil anything. And then we're gonna pick up after that side quest now, we're gonna continue going on. We're going back down into the gloom. <laughs> yeah, we're playing some sorcery right now on the channel and uh, having blasts. It's, it's fun because like, Kim's playing as a glider, so a big old beat stick, and we have a healer in there that's not quite strong yet, but uh, we oh, you decided to use healer. a healer. That's yeah. amazing, Steve. Yeah, Free we decided to take everyone's advice. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, unfortunately, like in that game, we weren't paying attention to the AI, and the the enemy did ignore Kim completely and went for the healer, which is like awesome because like I like when that mm -hmm. happens. Um, Pumpkinhead has a few other comments here. Uh, AIs that I can't speak to, but are definitely complex. Coin and solo bots. That's something we haven't talked about is bots. I I'm a big fan of bots generally, especially when bots replace a player. Uh, when you can take, because that way. I can take a game that's maybe solo only and make it a 2v2 co-op where now I could have two bots against two players and actually have a game literally right next to me that I'm going to be covering on the channel sometime soon, uh, Tournament Fishing. This one does that where you are out, you're you're just trying to catch the uh, biggest fish and the most fish and it's got a bunch of different bots in it. Um, in the core game, it should have two bots. Like you can get up to three bots. So you can play... 2v2, or maybe even 3, 3v3, full co-op. Everyone's on one team versus three different bots. So mm. I got to look at how that works exactly, but I know you can at least do 2v2 in that game uh, for co-op. I don't think I have any games like that. I've got like a few where it's like you're solo versus a bot, but I don't think I've really got many where you can play co-op versus bots. I mean, I know I have Villagers back here, which is, if you don't know that game, it's fantastic, by the way. Um, I know that is a bot game where I'm playing against a bot. And I probably have other ones back here. I just don't, either maybe I don't pull them out as often. I mean, I guess you could say Mage Knight's, a, no, Mage Knight's not really a bot. It's just a timer um, where the bot is, I would say like a bot is more like taking things from your plan and using them and either using them or just removing them and gaining their own victory points for them or things like that. That would be where your bot system would come in. Yeah. So I don't think I got too many of those. But. I do like them, but I do think I prefer an AI in the game than bots, depending on what the game it is, of course. Not every game can do that. Um, but generally, more of the Euro games have bot-like systems, I would say. Sure. And then you've got actually ones that are one of the, one of the I shouldn't say oldest, but <clears throat> well-known 
uh, dungeon crawlers and a great community of it, their AI system is both the read from what it's doing and it's actually random as to everything. And that's, of course, the most random dungeon crawler on the planet. <laughs> um, with a shadow, no, a Forbidden Fortress or the Shadows of Brimstone oh, series. Yes, yes. Because you, first you have to randomize who it's going to fight most of the time. And yep. then once it does it, then it randomly determines a an attack it's going to do. But of course, they're all there, so you have at least some idea of what this thing is going to be probably trying to do. But you never know. So I think that's kind of cool that they have that idea. Uh, but that's just me. And then of course, it does have its, st its statistics, which then it goes off of, which is kind of cool. Right. So then you at least know what's coming. Oh, this guy's going to try to hit me. That's fantastic. Sadly, it's going after the guy. I don't have any armor on. Oh no, this is going to be bad news. Tragic city. <laughs> or oh lucky again that the dice rolls and it's going after the person I want it to, but I'm a fan of Shadows of Brimstone though. I think I'm the only one on the channel that still likes it. I don't think I've played no, I haven't played that one yet, so I'll have to fix that at some point. That will have to be rectified sometime this month. <laughs> okay, we'll figure it out. I have to find a good tabletop mod, but right now the only tabletop mod I think that's out there is one where you actually the box is sitting in the in front of it on the table and you have to pull the box off and everything's just in there and you just have to set it off. You, there's no <laughs> scripted ones. Maybe there is. Maybe the chat knows a great scripted Shadows of Brimstone one and I could I could maybe get that on the table for you. Cool. Yeah, and so I'm just, let's try to think of this on highlights. So highlights, at least for me, mm -hmm. are not attacking the closest all the time. Mm -hmm. Huge, huge fan of that. I like complex systems. I like knowing what they're going to do ahead of time. Like Gloomhaven is fine. Oh yeah, the other thing about Gloomhaven is all the enemies act. It's synchronized attacking, right? It's like flip of his card, and yeah. all the enemies that type will do the same thing regardless of where they are. And like it works, it's fine. Yeah. I prefer it if it's more unique. Where like I f like um, Gears of War does this a little bit, I would say, where some cards you activate them all synchronized and some cards it's like each one will we run through this chart right of, of what they're going to do and that one is also hidden it's hidden but they all activate in different ways where you know like hey this guy's got a grenade launcher he's going to stay back and he's going to lob grenades he's not always going to move closer yeah so um but yeah that that type of stuff is fantastic when when you i tend yeah i tend to like it when you can see it generally so i can it can be part of my plan because i like complex stuff but I don't want to. I don't want to not know what's going on, and then have to run through this huge long chart that's. I can't respond or use as information part of my planning. Uh, what about you, Baron? What are some of your top characteristics for AI system? Oh, I I think you and I are pretty much in the same boat here on this one. I I'm a fan of like having. AI that is different as it does stuff. Um, I. You're saying that it's hard. You like ones where it's not always just everybody attacks at one like okay it's yes. now the bad guy turn all of them go and i find that that's kind of tough to do because i can see how that can bog down a game a little bit if each character's individual but if you're playing smaller groups of people it's easier to do that for i mean again i'm going to bring up madara madara of course does have its like now it's time it's got its its cards you put down but each each one is either for a small group of monsters or they are for the individual monsters you're laying down so you do get a chance to have see these monsters react differently based on what you're doing and it could do something completely different because you had to do something on your turn to go after the other one of those monsters or something but it it's it's hard to do because then you sometimes could lose track of which one you've moved and done already if you're if it's like four like turns down the line and that one activates then but I don't know. It's I I enjoy I, I just enjoy AIs that I enjoy. I don't know. I'm not yeah, for me, 
Yeah, for me, I prefer games that have more beefier enemies to go against and more complex what they do, so they have that smart AI, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. Because you're right. Then you love Kingdom Death! Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, if you go the other way, it's good for lots of minis. And I think a good example of that is Zombicide, right? Because like, there are just 70 zombie mission on the board, and zombies are supposed to be dumb, right? And so, mm -hmm. what do they do for the AI in the game? They move one space, and they attack. Yep. Right, it's really, really straightforward, and you need that because there's seventy of them. You don't want all of them being doing doing unique stuff because that'll get really annoying really fast. So, like, I think there's a happy medium there. What you want to do, I I definitely prefer the less enemies, less to manage there, but more complex AI to make it for that. Right, and I think that's what a, a pumpkin head says here. Yeah, it says easy to run is more important to me. Also, want um, <laughs> he's so calling me out again. <laughs> Because I made no sense. Oh, yeah. Good AS are the ones that are good, Baron. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's an awesome comment. <laughs> quote of the day, man. That's going to be the quote of the day right there. That should be your hashtag for this video. Good oh, AS yeah. are the ones that are good. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, let me get back to this. The comment uh, says, uh, uh, easy to run is more important to me. Also want so etching that gets a, as close to as human. So it's getting as close as possible to humans, I believe. Two very opposed ones. Yeah, so he wants easy to run, but he wants to he wants to be close to what a human would do. Which, yeah, that is very very yeah. challenging to do. It is, it is, and I, and I think a lot of the times that it's hard to do is because the human player is attempting to exploit that issue. Yeah, is when they're when they're playing. It's like okay, so the best thing for this thing to do is to get within two squares of me and attack. That's that's it's what it wants to do. So I'm going to get three squares, and then it's going to do something different that's better for me. And I'm trying to exploit that when I do things. Um, when you talk about all those miniatures, uh, there is a game out there that has a lot of miniatures and it's lots of fun. It's this myth game. Here's uh, some of the rat dudes I was working on the other day. Nice. Um, that that AI system is pretty easy too. It's a small card. It triggers mm -hmm. all the minions, but and it triggers everything at once. So like you're saying, that might not be the best, but it does trigger them in order of like minion, like captain, boss, stuff like this. And they all get their own little things they do, which is kind of cool. I'm I, I'm always a big supporter of myth. And, probably, and then again, <laughs> the only one on the channel that's a supporter of myth. That's um, true. But, yes. Yeah, now, cool. Successful yeah. Geek, I have to ask you about this. Or maybe, Baron, you know about this. He has a comment that says, I wonder how AI will evolve with something like Tubaroo, where you can actually program real AI. I'm not sure what you mean by Tubaroo here. Yeah. Is it like an app-based deal? Because never really, we haven't really talked about app things. I mean, other than Imperial Salt, which was it was it was kind of garbage. I mean, that, that, if we talk about apps, uh, the one that I like a lot for AI is U-Boat. It's phenomenal because that one, it's real time, and the boats are going to do different things. Like if you in that one, you're you're playing a submarine captain trying to sink ships. And if I go to sink a, a giant uh, ship and then uh, it's got an escort, well, guess what? It's going to turn and head towards me. Or if I'm firing at a, an escort, a merchant ship and it can't fight back, it starts zigzagging, right? And it's just, it's so lifelike. So he says, Tuberu is the thing from Simon that the board connects to an app, can track what you do, where you are, etc." Oh, that's right. I yeah, I think that. I remember this. Didn't, wasn't Zombicide one of their first ones they were going to do for this or something? Like, was, or is this just a game in itself? I may be confused with something. Well, else. it's a it's a game system, I believe. Like, it's not. Okay. Just, they're gonna have games for it for sure, but uh, yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know. I don't know where it's gonna be. So, 
if they, if they if they if they can do um, that actually is like the evolution of ai right there man okay i'm gonna move yeah. my guy three spaces sure. one two three over to here oh stop this thing's gonna do this now because you did that it's like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome yeah pumpkin's like it's not out which is true so Oh, yeah, it's a successful gig did confirm. Zombicide is one of the first oh. for it. So, yeah. There and you then, go. like we were talking just a couple seconds ago, it kind of makes sense because most of the time for Zombicide, it's just move one space and attack. Right. right. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, it doesn't have this, like, super AI system or anything like that. Right. They should make uh, one like that for Resident Evil. So, like, as I'm opening the door, it's like, stop, these three monsters are, there's a zombie in there. Or, oh, you turn the corner and there's the nemesis. Roar! I mean, that, but, again, yeah, maybe cool. it's because I just got done playing resident evil 3 on my xbox and i'm super excited about that <laughs> yeah unfortunately uh i know Shrey was talking about trying to find a u-boat in stock it's hard to find so yeah it's that's tough uh, i look about every month to try to find like a decent find on that and i just can't it, i believe yeah it's hard to find unfortunately um i i've been told that they're going to go uh, make some changes to it um the app for sure and i believe they're going to might do another kickstarter for it oh, i don't know i've been told yet. that i might I mean, I've been told I might be seeing somebody in October that's going to be bringing U-Boat. Yes, I will. Next time we meet up, I'm bringing U-Boat <laughs> so you can try it because it's very different than any other game I've played, board game I've played. It's very, very different. Mm -hmm. So It's not everyone's cup of tea for sure. It's very, very heavy. <laughs> um, but cool. Uh, yeah, so AIs, you can do AIs in apps. You've got AIs with mm -hmm. the priority cards, AIs with, that, with like the more simplistic ones. I think we're on alignment, saying that we like the more complex ones. Yeah. I know um, a lot of other people like it quick to resolve, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I, like I said, I think the main thing for me is I like more complex as long as that complexity nature feeds into my decision space. Either my planning, or I can respond to it in the middle, or something like that. Is what I enjoy. And also, it has to be that the player count can support the time it takes to deal with an AI. Is the other hard part, too. If you have one guy controlling this AI... And you have three other people eventually send their phones because they've like got bored as you're trying to deal with this. Yes. Um, I do like this concept of the what is it the Tenuchu or Tenburu? I'm I'm terrible at work, but I think it's <laughs> I think it's gonna be awesome. I think that's I I could really see that this is the direction AI is gonna start to be going, mm -hmm. where your board is gonna be connected to an app type concept, and your characters are gonna have little things in them and be able to react to this. I know that, I mean, Lucky Duck, I think, is a company that's really been moving forward in this genre of scanning and creating worlds that are really all on app, but still have physical components. And sure enough, there's a lot of people that don't like that, but I think that can really expand the AI universe, mm -hmm. um, not only by creating robots and exciting things in real life, but also in gaming, they can create these, uh, basically another mind that is working against you. Absolutely. Yeah, apps really open up the space of what you can do with board games, and that might be a really good topic for next week, too. Ooh. To, to we can talk about Journeys of Middle Earth. We can talk a little about Star Wars. <gasps> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I, I'm definitely making some enemies on this episode, I'm sure. <laughs> All the Imperial Salt purists out there. It looks like uh, Howard's going to be making a uh, OSCS live stream bingo for you. So <laughs> every oh, time yeah. you say myth... That's one of them. We mispronounce a word. That's another one. one. There you go. So, I think the mis mispronounced word, a word is probably going to be across the board for all of us. 
I think so. Oh my gosh, I am just terrible at that. Oh, you should. Most time I'm reading. You know, I will even tell you, I'm recording, and when I'm recording, sometimes I will see a word in like the in, the, in what I'm trying to read. I will stop the video and have to re reread that like in part in a book because I had to go to YouTube and say how to pronounce, <laughs> and you type the word in, and it tells you how to yes. pronounce it, and then I hear it, and I'm like, I'm still not going to pronounce it right, even after hearing it's it so on true. YouTube. Oh my gosh! I like look. I'm like, how do I say that? And then like, I think I even put that as a sound bite at one of the end of one of my videos. Colin, I did. He was reading something. He's like, how do you pronounce that? I'm like, I don't know. Let's look at it. <laughs> so true. So true. But yes, it, I mean, and that just happens. It, it's there's there's lots of words out there. I, I barely even know any of them. So it's good. Excellent. Well, I think this is probably going to wrap up our discussion as I see the chat is going to be making a drinking game for, for the live stream. So, <laughs> yes. That sounds like a plan. Not I'm going to even, I'll, I'll use coffee. Yes, I love it. I get more excited the more coffee I drink. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to wrap up uh, today's stream. So thanks for joining in, guys. It's a lot of fun. Cool. Okay, guys. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you at the next stop. Take care. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.